Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Welcome to episode 11 of the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. The podcast that cures male pattern baldness in rodents. I'm always surprised, almost shocked, whenever a uh, drug maker makes some kind of public announcement, well, the drug worked wonderful in rodents, but then when we did trials on humans, it didn't work at all. I'm always surprised. It's like, did you... Did you see the whiskers? You you know rodents, they don't even have a neck. Like Even a necklace wouldn't work on a rodent. The arms are totally different. They live in the sewer. There's not as many similarities between the human and the rodent as they'd like the, the drug manufacturers really like you to believe that we are just one level above rodent in their minds. Is it, you know, it's, is it weird that they give us the drugs that work really well on rodents? Is that, is that, are they saying something about us as people that they're like, oh, that worked great on a rodent. Probably dope for you. I don't know. And then they break out the E word. Efficacy. That word, folks, has no definition. If you open the dictionary right now, mysteriously, the word efficacy will not even be there. There is no word there. Anyways, I don't think they should test drugs on rodents for these very, very well thought out, proper reasons. I am not a rodent. Do not give me drugs that rodents like. Thank you. Now that we've got a podcast... What are we gonna do with it? We folks are going to announce Disco Biscuit shows. We're going to announce a lot of them coming weeks because everyone's in the mood to play some music. We're going to uh, do some sweet sound of music type of spinning on a mountain to announce our New Year's shows, but we went with the ice skating look because it's a little more accurate because we're playing in Times Square in New York City to close down the PlayStation Theater which I think the Biscuits have played more times than anyone else or a lot Uh, it seems like that gets thrown around a lot when you talk about venues and then when you really you know you never know really but I think most people accounting venues like not such a great combination So, the PlayStation Theater is in Times Square. We've played there a number of times. We've had some classic, classic shows there. Uh, Lancer played me a a second set Run Like Hell opener in the PlayStation Theater from maybe five or six years ago. And it was just ridiculous. I just couldn't even believe that I was in the band that was playing that. Which is always a good feeling. So... There's been some amazing shows at the PlayStation Theater. When it was first built, it was touted as the future of venue sound design. 
experience, you know, the sound experience. I've actually only been to one show at the PlayStation Theater, not as a guitar player, so... And I was in the balcony hanging out most of the time, and I thought it was great. I think it was Tipper. I saw Tipper at the PlayStation Theater. Very, very cool. Or maybe it was Space Jesus. Maybe they were playing the same show, Space Jesus and Tipper. Cool, Bill. This year, Camp Bisco, also Space Jesus and Tipper. Just goes to show you, the guys... Those Disney guys, just, they have the longest careers, those Disney kids. So, we're going to talk about Camp Bisco on this show, but I got off track because I'm supposed to be talking about the Disco Biscuit shows that we announced. It's just the PlayStation Theater, such a historic venue. We are going to play December 27th and 28th. That's a Friday and a Saturday. And we're going to play the PlayStation Theater both of those days. Then Sunday the 29th, we're going to take off. And we did this once before, and we loved it. Everybody loved it. So we want to do it again. Just the mid-New Year's run, Joe's Shanghai Dumpling Day. Just nobody could be happier. Then December 30 and 31, which is a Monday and a Tuesday, we are going to play our New Year's Eve show, and we're going to close the PlayStation Theater permanently. These shows will sell out. And you just just you should just grab your tickets as soon as they go on sale. Whenever that is, it's probably soon. I'm sure you know better than I do. There's a 42nd show in there somewhere. I don't know. One of those shows is going to be show 42. So uh, I think the jam. There's been quite a few epic 42s played in that venue. So. Go for that, everybody. We'll see you there. New Year's, New York City. We've been doing New Year's, you know, in different locations over the past couple of years. We went to Atlanta. We go to Philly all the time. And, you know, you can always play New York on New Year's. It's just the classic place to play. You just got to go back there and do New York. The holidays, New York City, so picturesque, so cinematic. A little bit of snow on the ground, but not too much. A little chilly. It's great. I love New York during Christmas time. So then let's get back to tonight on the big show. We are on episode 11. We're going to 20. We decided on the last episode. We're going to go to episode 20. We're going to pump out a bunch of these now. Everybody seems to be having a good time. And uh, RJB and Osiris Media are doing a really great job of helping us bring this podcast to you. And I just want to say a special thanks to Christina and Tom, RJ, Nate. Really helps to have all of them at Osiris. So this shows about Camp Bisco 2019 highlights. We're going to do a 718 Safety Dance Miracle. We're going to do a 719 Pygmy Munchkins. And we're going to do a 719 Let's Dance into Great Abyss. One thing that I saw online was a little bit of chatter about the new pedal board that I have. And I don't, I don't want to go too deep onto it because I don't have any real specific questions. I can answer for you guys specific questions because people have seemed to want to know what's all the hubbub with the new pedal board and what's going on. I just want to say real quick, there isn't that much hubbub. We just wired it in a way that... If one pedal breaks or explodes, which seems to happen to us all the time, I've never seen it happen to Beyonce, but it happens to me all the time. 
Um, her pills are so flossy. You know, you got to have a bypass system. So this, the new pedal board is very bypassed. You can set one pedal on fire and the guitar and the rest of the pedals still work great together. It is, uh, congrats to Damon, it is an engineering marvel at my feet. And, it, you know, it takes a little bit to get used to the little changes because I play with my eyes closed. So I'm not looking at the pedal board. Like, everything just has to be where I think it is. And with a new pedal board, I have to open my eyes and actually, like, leave the world of music and go into the world of reality. And at Camp Bisco, that's a fun thing to do, let me tell you. So the new pedal board, very bypassy, very cool. All right, so here we go. We're in episode 11, Camp Bisco. Let's talk real quick. Just a quick shot through a couple of new sponsors we have who are helping us bring the podcast to you. Without these sponsors, we could not exist. The first sponsor is Aspen Grove Tea Company, aspengrovetea.com. Really weird story about these guys. They sent us tea, like the first week we made the podcast, the guy reached out and was like, yo, you want tea? And I don't know, anyone who knows me really well knows that I literally drink tea all day, every day. I drink all different kinds of tea, just everything. Everything from the Lipton stuff all the way to like weird bags of Chinese herbs with no English on them, you know, I drink all sorts of stuff. And these guys send me a bunch of tea, and of course I drank it all, and it was really, really, really good. And so we called them and asked them if they wanted to be a sponsor of the program. So, uh, good on Aspen Grove Tea for making a kind of tea that I like so much that we want to talk about their stuff. So, real quick, they, uh, they have responsibly sourced tea. They have pure CBD isolate. It's extracted from Colorado-grown hemp. So, it's Colorado product. They are encouraging the natural rejuvenation of your body and mind. Their blends are made up of loose tea, wild herbs, organic spices in conjunction with 99% pure CBD isolate. They seem to be all about this isolate thing. I think that's probably like a cleaner CBD is what I would assume that is. So what it apparently does here, oh, it says, it says it aids the body in rebalancing its natural equilibrium and reaching its highest potential of vitality. For those of you who have studied medical practitioners in the early 20th century, you would know that vitality was the measure of health that they used in those days. And the way that they calculated said vitality is simply a volume of blood going through the arteries. That was it. This is volume of blood. Volume of blood equals more oxygen. More blood equals more oxygen. More oxygen equals more vitality. Simple. Rack it up. A lot of the people, you know, who were proponents of clean, clean diets back then would cite lower body toxins, cleaner blood, thus higher vitality because more oxygen in the blood. That kind of medicine does still have a place at the table today, which is ironic that people who were basically one level beyond leeches have, uh, have you know, had some, you know, real life experience and real stuff that we can still learn from today. So bringing us back to the tea may help aid your vitality this pure cbd isolate that they put in aspen grove tea so check out aspengrovetea.com and if you use the discount code touchdowns at checkout you get 10 percent off your entire order and if you want to be really really nice use the discount 
code touchdowns at checkout and then send the tea to me if you're not going to drink it. If you're going to drink it, drink it. But if you don't want to drink it, you know who will. So all summer long, if you live in Colorado, you can find these guys at farmer markets. They're at the Cherry Creek Farmer's Market on Saturdays. They're at the Stapleton Farmer's Market on Sundays. And uh, the green tea is a particular favorite of mine. The relaxed tea is also a favorite of mine. So if you're looking to see what kind, they got all different kinds. But if you want to know the ones that I've been drinking recently, those are the two that I like. The relax at night, the, sea, the green in the day, basic tea 101. Uh, I usually add a little CBD to my tea anyway, so the fact that they did it for me just saves me a step, and it's really, really high-quality tea, which is important. All right, so let's go move on. We have a contest going on. Uh, we haven't picked a winner yet. We have a catchphrase contest for our podcast. This week's catchphrase was the bit about the rodent male pattern baldness. What's your catchphrase for the Touchdowns All Day podcast? You, I'm talking to you. What's your what's your catchphrase? You didn't ta- you didn't tweet it at me. You didn't tweet it in hashtag it touchdowns all day, did you? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Twitter right now. I don't see anything from you. What's your what's your catchphrase for the podcast? Just ask yourself a question. Touchdowns all day with John Barber podcast. The podcast that. Mm-hmm. And then type that in Twitter, hashtag touchdowns all day, and send it to us. We're going to pick a winner. And that winner will now get four tickets. We've upped from two tickets to four tickets. So you could bring your girlfriend and her parents to see any of these shows. September 4th, Snarky Puppy. September 20th, Vita Blue with Paige McConnell, Othil Burbridge, and Russell Batiste, and Adam Zimmon. September 27th, Brittany Howard of the Alabama Shakes. September 29th, Nick Kroll. You, you don't, literally don't want to see Nick Kroll? Are you crazy? That's going to be hilarious. All these shows are great. October 5th, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. October 6th, White Denim in the Foundry. October 9th, Perpetual Groove in the Foundry. October 12th, Thievery Corporation. October 30th, Andy Frasco in the UN. November 1 and 2, Humphreys McGee with Star Kitchen. And uh, November 3rd, Blues Traveler. November 15th, A Lettuce and Ghost Note. And November 22nd, Grammatic. Are you kidding me? We need a podcast catchphrase. And you get four tickets. Four tickets to Grammatic. How about that? Four tickets to Blues Traveler. How about that? Four tickets to Humphreys McGee with Star Kitchen. That's dope. I don't know which one of these shows I would go to, honestly. I, I can I can imagine... I would probably go to Snarky Puppy because it's the first one on September 4th. And I could... You know, and then I figure out how to get to the other shows after that. These shows are all at the Fillmore. We'd like to thank the Fillmore for sponsoring the podcast. Live Nation and the Fillmore have... Uh, have you know, giving us some tickets and some stuff to give away to you guys because they love you guys. Because you guys are important to them. Speaking of Snarky Puppy, uh, Bob Reynolds, saxophonist for Snarky Puppy, also is from Morristown, New Jersey, where I'm from. And Bob Reynolds did an advertisement for a headphone company called Q-Dash. And it's Q-Dash.us. And they have this Air 52 luxury earbuds for those of you who really know the difference between earbuds and headphones. These are earbuds. They're earbuds 
that you tap them and you can take phone calls. You tap them, you can pause, play, skip your podcast. You tap them and you can pull up Spotify, listen to music, pause your YouTube. It's unbelievable. These little things go in your ears. And if you really want to see the full thing, you should go on to the q-.us Air 52 page for their luxury earbuds. These are the luxury ones. And watch Bob's little uh, video about it. I think having a strong headphone game is a really, really important part of being a good podcast listener. I mean, I'm saying this to you directly. Are, Are you wearing the ones that came with the phone? I have like 17 different pairs of headphones. And let me tell you, you need a pair of luxury earbuds. You need them. You need them. It's really good. And, you know, you need earbuds. You need cans over the ears, like I'm wearing right now in the studio. You need um, workout earbuds, like the ones with the string, so, like, they don't fly off your head. And you need the standard ones in case the batteries and all the other ones are out and you're on a flight. And that's just minimum. That is minimum amount of headphones that you need in this world. And there's probably some other stuff. If you got some other kind of headphones that you need for a strong headphone game, tweet them at us. Hashtag crunk mic and hashtag touchdowns all day. And, you know, maybe, I mean, I think my headphone game is pretty bulletproof. So if you think you have a something I'm missing in the headphone game, I even have in-ear monitors, which are molded for my ears. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little high on myself. I'm a little happy about myself. On the uh, headphone game. And let me tell you, the Q-Dash headphones fit right into that. Because the little earbuds that are... You can control, you can turn the podcast, switch, take phone calls and stuff. I really dig that. Though The days of holding the phone against your face are over. Alright, let's jump into some questions here. We have one question today. This is from Lisa Diorio, Lil Philly Cheese. At Barber Shreds, inquiring minds want to know what happens when you really have to pee when you're in the middle of a set. Hashtag pee problems. Hashtag touchdowns all day. I'll tell you what. The really, really smart people pee two to three times before we walk on stage. That's smart people. Now, if you're me and you obsessively drink Aspen Grove tea all day long. You have to be careful that you could walk on stage full bladder and not realize how disruptive that could be to your mental acuity during a set like ours where you really have to get out of the mundane and into the, as we were discussing earlier, the world of your imagination. Not Charlie and Chocolate Factory imagination. I'm I'm talking like, you know, like more of a trippy, flowy, dancey imagination, less chocolate. So what do you do when you're on stage when you have to really pee though? Like you've blown it, you drank too much, you get on stage, you have to pee. You have to control your brain. You have to turn that off and what a way to do it is to really really get into what you're playing like sing every note that you're playing on the guitar out loud really loud like you're screaming it out loud 
Um, or just think about the words that you're singing. If you happen to be singing something, like really think about the words and just get out of that mindset. Um, if it happens to you all the time, I would say get a thing attached to your thing and like just pee and just like, you know, put it in a little canteen or however they do that in the military. I think that would be fine. This is show business. When you get up on that stage, anything goes. Show business, don't look at me and say, that's wrong. You got to be crazy. If Formula One race car drivers are peeing in bottles, then really, really dedicated musicians should have some kind of setup to help them through a show. If they have a bladder control problem, you know, I'm, I'm assuming... They could not think of a pill to get rodents to stop pissing all over stuff. Or we'd have a pill to get us to stop pissing all over stuff. Um, yeah, that's a big problem. All right, so let's... Uh, episode 11. Really happy that we're here. Uh, the podcast is wonderful. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to Rich Steele. Thanks to Crunk Mike. Thanks to Chris Linval. And uh, thanks to the Osiris Podcast Network. Let's jam. We got a big one, Camp Bisco, this year, this recently. Camp Bisco 11. The theme song still survives. I don't know how. It's really unbelievable. It's just, it's, there's just so much going on in my life right now that I don't have time to just flush out 10 new theme songs and then pick one. But let it be known, that will be done. And as we do that in the coming months, we are going to basically, uh, have a little contest on the podcast somehow maybe we can get live nation to give us a bunch of tickets for all sorts of different stuff and we will give them to the theme song that wins the theme song contest so we'll have to figure out a way to send a theme song to a show at the Fillmore or something like that this week we have a new segment a new bit if you will we have our great idea of the week the great idea of the week is this are you very thirsty Are you very thirsty? Well, are you in bed and thirsty? Well, here we go. This is for you. Get a camelback backpack with the little rubber thing that you can uh, drink water out of it, right? The bladder and the nozzle and you bite on it and then you can drink the water. You know, the things that everybody Burning Man has and everybody bikes on trails. They all have the, the backpack with the water bag in it, right? The camelback. Get yourself a camelback. 
pull the bladder out of the camelback, and then take a guitar stand in your house that you're not using, and you can actually put the bladder on top of the guitar stand, and it sits there perfectly. You don't have to staple it or duct tape it. This is a duct tape free idea. So you just fill the bladder with water, put it on the guitar stand and tuck it right behind the headboard. So just the little drinking cable comes out of the side and you've literally put running water in your bed and you can just, anytime you're thirsty, you're laying in bed, just grab the cable, have a little water and, uh, I haven't tried putting anything else in there, like grape juice or any other beverages, but I'll leave that for you guys. We're going to move on to today's show. Very excited. This is Camp Bisco 2019. This is 718 Safety Dance Miracles. Thank you. 
I like this funk jam. I like that slow funk jam. I think if you're in that kind of slow funk jam and you want to get out, it's tough. You can hear it in the way I'm playing the guitar in that jam where I'm I'm in that kind of when I'm trying to play kind of like a sloppy simple line that sits on the funk just right and the whole jam created around that line and then I wanted to play something else but the second I go play something else it's something else. So it's kind of nice to just morph these jams in another direction which is what seems to be happening right here. But super smooth drums. I like the, I like the little, da 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 fill with the little space in it that Alan threw in back there. That's like my taste. That's one of my favorite snare fills in the game. One of the things I've been kind of thinking about in the back of my mind while I listen to all these jams, because a lot of times, like people ask me, like, how would you describe the disco biscuits? And I, you know, it's kind of like jazz, but over dance beats. But the, the biscuit jams develop over, like, the, the jazz improv ideas are so fast, even in the slower stuff happens so quickly I'm listening to that like amount of ideas that 
the different band members are putting into this gym, and there's minutes until you get to introduce another jam idea. And in that minute, you get to see what happens to your idea. There's, it's such a, it's a different unfolding of the ideas. It's a different improv pace. And I think I'm just starting to figure out how to put words to that idea. So this is Miracles. I think we debuted the song last year or late the year before. And the band's been playing it really well recently. We really are starting to get comfortable in it. And it takes a little bit with new songs. You have to really play them a lot. We used to play them every night for a few weeks straight when we were on, you know, five days a week tour every week during the year. And to really get them, you know, under your fingers, as they say, in the music business. This slightly more sparse touring schedule that we've been on for the past couple of years. New songs do have to be played a lot to get them, to get the band loose on the songs. It's definitely very important. Miracles, I've, we've all been pushing to play it more and more because we want to get to the point where it is right now, where everyone's super loose and we've played some really great ones. But... The most important thing that we could talk about right now is how, you know, when I'm talking about the jams and how there's the structure of jazz jams, which is very quick, change, 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 improv, 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 and the biscuits are on this much longer scale of, you know, a few minutes until we change this looping thing that we do. The problem is that we never tested our jam style on rodents we just went straight to humans we never did the clinical trials on rodents and you can really tell in the music i don't know how many of you are at a biscuit show saying to yourself they never fucking tested this on rodents did they it's so obvious this is let's jam let's sorry this is let's dance great abyss 
love this beat. I can listen to this beat for a while. I hope we rocked it in this for a little bit.
That's how you do the abyss transition right there. That's how you do it. That was almost a reverse of what we usually do. The guitar melody was a melody that Aaron would normally play. I put kind of my own sauce on it at the end. But the first two notes is kind of a, a, a Magner classic, if you will. And I don't know if I was playing that even thinking that. I don't, I don't know if, if, or if I was just singing that line randomly in there. But it worked beautifully. It was super tight. There was a ripping couple of little shred licks in there. And, um, and Mark and Alan are just crushing this. And, and I mean, I, so, is Alan, so is Aaron. I really like the way everybody's playing. It's great to hear us, you know, first night of camp playing really tight, funky stuff. And then now we're getting into, you know, really well-spaced, really thought out, very nicely environment-wise, soundscape-wise, techno music. Rich Steele says that this is one of the few, if only, Biscuit songs that sound like you just entered a new, weird level in a video game, like Zelda Laser Tag.
Wow, that was great. That was great. That kind of jam makes me excited about the New Year's shows, folks. Makes me excited. There are other shows we're going to announce as well, but I'm not allowed to say anything on the podcast right now. Maybe next week. If you uh, are a podcast listener, please let us know. Use hashtag touchdowns all day. Rate and subscribe is what they want me to say on this thing. I don't know. People rate the podcast. They rate it really well. I don't think I need to tell you guys that. You guys are saying some great things. This is a really fun experience, this podcast. Yet, I still am not allowed to just spill the beans on everything that the band is doing. Because we're having a great time making a podcast. I am going to try that argument with everybody. Hey guys, can I just announce everything in advance on the podcast because everyone likes it, you know, or at least we're having fun. And let's see what they say. I'll try it next week. I'll get back to you on episode 12. This is Pygmy Munchkins. Rich Steele says this jam is just straight fire. This is the jam that burned Alan up, that just set Alan on fire. So we're going to close the show with this right here. Pick me munchkins, afternoon biscuits, Camp Bisco.
For some reason, this jam is kind of reminding me of like a biscuit take on Freebird or something like that. Is this, I don't have like anything in front of me to figure that out, but is this, this is too fast for that, right? What? But it doesn't feel fast. It is fast, but it doesn't feel fast. It's energetic. So there you have it. I can't figure out what jam it is because it's not a real jam of ours. It's a that was a random thing that we just did that for some reason we thought would help us make that transition, and it did. How great is that? Improving. What fun improving is! It's it's amazing. And one really unique thing about being in this scene and being the band that we are. Is there is just so much improv there And it's all so loose And it just feels like we're playing Really clear music right now Really clean, really clear I know it's good when it's messy I'm not trying to overemphasize Clean, clear music But it is nice To hear us playing that as the default And then I'm sure when we get to the 7-20-2019 Campisco tracks, which will be in episode 12. And I hope you will stay tuned and listen to episode 12. I think that we're going to hear this clarity give way to uh, a dark and explosiveness. Well, thank you, Rich Steele, for picking out those great songs. Thanks to Crunk Mike for everything that you do. Uh, thanks to the Osiris Podcast Network for everything that they do. It's a joy to make this podcast. That was episode 11. Episode 12 is going to be cut, I think, like almost two days from now. I'm going to cut episode 12 on Monday. And it is, what, Thursday night right now? <clears throat> so... This is 11. Enjoy it. 12 is coming right after it. We are on fire right now. We are mass communicating. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast, this is John Barber saying thank you for listening. See you at the next episode. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating.